Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Crude Audacity podcast, the podcast that talks shop shit and all things strategy with oil patch influencers. As always, I'm your host, Catherine Mills. I'm a reservoir engineer with a focus on advanced characterization. Today, we are speaking to the geo who single-handedly redefined a nation with her guts, heart, and acumen. Most importantly, as a leader, she believes in empowering her team and her people before herself. Truly an advocate for the human spirit and human innovation. These qualities have developed her into the titan she is today. Susan Morris, welcome to the Crude Audacity podcast. Thank you, Catherine. (laughs) So I am so thrilled, not only because I just caught you back from your trip from Ireland, but you are the very definition of big picture. You have seen what others literally cannot, and because of your efforts, keen eyesight, and acumen, you redefined the future of an entire country. You also have a Wikipedia page. That is how cool you are. (laughs) So you are an explorer. You are an entrepreneur. You are a phenomenal example of leadership in the international community. You have pioneered the way for geosciences. You pay this forward every day through uh, philanthropy and educational efforts. Would you adopt me? I need this on record. (laughs) I'm 33, but I keep my room very neat. (laughs) But in all honesty, please tell us your story from the beginning, back in Ireland with your fabulous accent. How did you get into oil and gas? Why geology? What what happened? How did you make it all the way to what you are now? Well, you know, it's a good time to get me because I'm just off the plane, literally, last (laughs) night from Ireland. And so my accent's going to be a bit thicker. Well, thank you, LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Asher. Thank you, Asher. Oh, okay. You know, and I was reminded when I was up in Northern Ireland, um, what really got me into geology and the outdoors. Yeah. And it was uh, granny and the family, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, we all used to go for picnics and the cousins on the rocks of the Giant's Causeway. Which is the Giant's Causeway. No, the Giant's Causeway is one of the seven wonders of the world. It's actually, to talk geology for a moment, it's a tertiary basalt. (laughs) But the columnar shapes of the cooling Uh have created things that look like out of this world. That's and amazing. And so stories of giants, Scottish di- giants fighting Irish giants. Yeah. I was brought up with that. The, <laughs> the magic, the, yeah. m- the mystical magic of Irish history. Uh, but I was also brought up with jumping across the rocks, you know, watching out for the waves and suddenly thinking, goodness, can this be a job? <laughs> <laughs> Um, How old were you when you no, thought that? Well, I was, I was probably about 12 at the time. That's amazing. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I didn't really follow science. I was... Okay. Uh, my mum was a, a, a wonderful free spirit, actually. And my, <laughs> my, and my father, a little bit more structured. So it was quite a good balance. He was Scottish, yeah. mum was Irish. And, oh, Scottish uh, and Irish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, being, being brought up in Belfast, there was a thing called the Troubles. It was a in essence, a civil war. Okay. Um, But uh, even in that, humor was part of a a way to get over a difficulty in those days. I then went to Trinity University and sort of, I think I may have even got into the sciences by mistake. Oh, well, that's a happy accident. I know, it was was great. Although I do believe that the arts in my background have kept my imagination alive yeah and I think the science of geology being not exact 
Yes. You know, you're given maybe a number of dots and yeah. then you make up the rest. Yeah. Those are even the dots of the theory or the dots of the data points on the surface. Oh. Uh, and it's wonderful because it keeps the mind open and active and alive in imagination. Mm -hmm. So it's not the rigor of, for instance, an engineer like yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which is slightly more, you know, we black and white. certainty, yeah. It has to be black and white. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would actually say it doesn't. You don't think so? No. No. <laughs> I think you've got to be able to imagine way out of the box. Yes, because I agree with that. the boxes are in our own mind. Yes. They're not real. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Trinity. Then I was hired by an American company. Uh... Um, actually based out of, well, they were in Canada, they were in Alaska, they were in the United States. They were called American Canadian, Canadian Stratigraphic. Okay. And they wanted some British and Irish geologists because they wanted to set up in the North Sea. Oh. And uh, I interviewed uh, with, oh, there were a number of us, and I think it was three of us that got the job and were okay. brought to the United States. But while we were waiting for the visas, etc., and I worked at the Ulster Museum uh, looking at the mineral specimens for yeah. about three months. So That's cool. cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, but I, I started to read more about Americans and I thought, they seem to be all entrepreneurs. This is the, the story. and The American dream. The American, exactly. So I thought, I'd better hurry up and become one of these things fast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, I, I left Ireland for America with a mindset of, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Oh, I Become like that. Become an entrepreneur. And it was sort of an attitude. Yeah. And I, I only can tell you looking back on it. But I, at the time, it seemed, normal. you know, normal. Yeah. You know, you get prepared. <laughs> and um, uh, so uh, within three years, I'd set up my own consulting company. And I couldn't think of any other name except S. Morrison Associates because I thought there'd probably be a few of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how within it started. Within three years. Within three years. Oh my because goodness. I thought I had to hurry up and catch up with the Americans. Yeah. Um, I really looked around eventually and realized that not everybody was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the and, hidden little secret. <laughs> well, you know something? What I did realize, it was easier for me being a female. And I often tell, say this at, uh, you know, at female geosciences yeah, or female yeah. sciences. It's actually easier for us because we weren't, especially a certain age group, we weren't brought up with the mindset that you had to have a sort of a nest egg before you got married and had children. Okay. Uh, whereas girls are brought up well, in Ireland. They, they weren't, there was no sort of, let's just say, uh, expectations. Yeah. So I didn't feel as if I had, a, had to have a nest egg. I asked my dog here in, <laughs> here in Denver whether I should set up my own yeah. company. And we thought, we'd go for this. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and that was the, so I didn't have the holdback of that security mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and I speak like this now because more recently in the last 20 years, I've started to understand the mind. Okay. And that has really helped me look at the steps of my life in terms of actually telling others how to do the same thing. Okay. And that's what I really want us to go away yeah, with today. Yeah. The steps for everybody to live the life of their dreams. So what do you mean understand the mind? I know I'm getting you off on a tangent real fast, but like, what do you mean? Exactly? Oh, it's my favorite tangent. Okay, excellent. Um, uh, I mean that geologists 
our geoscientists understand the earth. Yes. Plate tectonics. I love plate tectonics. <laughs> uh, but we know nothing about the mind. Okay. Now, Wallace Pratt, a very famous geologist, mm-hmm. he was one of the founders of the American Association of Petroleum Geologists. Okay. He used to say a very famous, now this is over 100 years ago, so I wasn't around, <laughs> but Marlon Diney, the president of Shell, uh, everybody quotes this phrase. Okay. Oil is found in the minds of men. Ooh. I would immediately put my hand up and say, what about the girls? Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, 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 joking aside, that fascinated me, that yeah. he was giving us a nudge in that direction. But nobody seemed to take it as seriously as I did. They quoted it, but yeah. they didn't take action on it. Exactly. And that's one of the traits. It's a big problem. <laughs> that's, you, you, you got it, I me. Mean, it's great reading a quote, you know, know thyself, mm-hmm. but what are you going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. You know, Socrates said that 2,000 years ago. <laughs> and what have we done? Uh, so I was, I was determined that um, Wallace Pratt, I would study what did he really mean? Okay. What is our full capacity of our mind? And uh, at the same time, I also had another idea. And that was I was traveling around the world and I saw all the opportunities, whether it be Algeria, Asia, Ireland, Africa, Latin America. Yeah. And I came back and it was the early 80s and the price of oil was even lower than it is today. My (laughs) friends were bartenders. Yeah. And, they sh- and they were really geologists. They're, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I've, have that happening a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's happening again, of course, yeah. uh, a lot, because about 75% of oil companies have closed their doors. So yeah. there's a real redirection, let's They're say. calling it a consolidation. <laughs> yeah. It's, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. different for the individual. <laughs> but let's not forget that one, because there's a silver lining in there. Okay. 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 Um, now, where was I? Yes, I thought all these opportunities around the world... Mm-hmm. And all these, let's just say, people not even living their potential at all. Exactly. And so... Uh, <laughs> so Puppy dogs. Yes. <laughs> That's Seamus O'Reilly. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I said to myself, how do I get everybody together? And as life would have it, <coughs> Robbie Grease, the, Robbie Grease, <laughs> the, the, uh, the head of the convention uh-huh. of the AAPG in Denver, approached me and said, would you be head of the international head of the convention coming here next year. Really? It was, it was 93, and the, it, they were coming in 94 to Denver. And I think it was because I was probably the only one with an accent at the time. Hey, it helps. It, it definitely does. Irish, Southern, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, this was because uh, at least the Irish was international. Yeah, exactly. And uh, anyway, uh, I said to Robbie, what does it do? Uh-huh. What does the head do? Yeah. And she said, we've never had one before. You, you make it up. And so... You had to think outside the box. Well, in fact, remember, I had already had that idea. Yeah. In sort of a, a, a wonderment of how do you get all these opportunities and all these expertise together. Mm-hmm. So I said to Roger Slatt, who was the co-chair, yeah. and he was a prophet at School of Mines at the time, I told him the idea, and he said, well, I don't have time. You far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had the what people might have said the audacity to gather a hundred volunteers together and it was mm-hmm. easy because everybody was unemployed yeah and it helps <laughs> paint a picture of the energy world a vision 
Yeah. I wouldn't have called it then. I basically just told them what I thought. Yeah. And uh, the the energy world coming to Denver. That's awesome. And they came, 52 countries came. 52 countries. That was the beginning of the International Pavilion. So it was sort of like an invention, an idea. Yeah. Now, why that was my turning point. Yes. Was, and how it relates to Wallace Pratt and the mind. People said, could you come and teach what you did? And I said, what do you mean? You just roll up your sleeves and do it. (laughs) I thought everybody thought the same way. Unfortunately, no. (laughs) I had no idea way back as a wee young geologist, basically, that everybody comes to the negotiation table, comes to whatever, looking through a different set of mindsets, a different set of lenses. And I just, I hadn't, I couldn't even understand the question. So that and Wallace Pratt prompted me to investigate how our mind works. That's amazing. And that was a key turning point in my entire life. Not just professional life, because once you understand your full capacity, Mm -hmm. it affects your family, your community, everything, your country. Yeah. Uh, Even the new adopted country of Belize is now a a major empowerment. I think you started this program. Um, And so that international pavilion and that question prompted me to research. Okay. Who can I find out that knows about the mind. I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. I mean, I I didn't know how to study the mind, really. Exactly, exactly. Um, but they had to be practical. Okay. And they had to have results, and they had to be PhD acclaimed. PhD acclaimed, okay. Fair. And the only, the only company in the world that I could find, and I looked through California, throughout the United States, India, a lot of places, and there were fast, it was a fascinating journey for four years, actually. Yeah. Um, and I found one, and that was Aduco. Which is Latin for the uh, the word really uh, the the root of uh, education mm-hmm. to draw out from within that That's innate brilliant. wisdom <laughs> that, that we really are born is brilliant. with, isn't it? <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> and and I went to the seminar, the very first seminar, sixteen years ago, and three days in it was two weeks. Three days into it, I realized I'd hit the jackpot and much more. Oh. It had a depth and a capacity that came out of not just me. It was like un- releasing the the, uh, the baggage, mm-hmm. opening up those layers and letting that energy. Now we're talking about the real energy business. Yeah. Letting that innovative energy, that creative energy, uh-huh. that spark of yeah. life that we're born with, that power inside us. Yeah. Out. And that's what can lead and does lead, actually, when you give it a chance. I agree. I completely agree. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been doing this for a little while now. Is there anything along your journey, like just outside of that one pavilion, like was there anything else just pivotal for you that like built you into your companies that you have today? Um, It was the International Pavilion was a situation that made me go and search okay. for the, the understanding of my mind. Okay. The pivotal point was that Aduco seminar. Did that lead to the BNE? That immediately I'd finished the seminar. Mike Usher and I actually did the seminar. Okay. And we formed Belize Natural Energy <laughs> and, uh, and then started to apply for a license, etc. And, and the Minister of Energy says, 
I said, I didn't think you had a chance. We just gave it to you. I didn't. You know, there'd been 50 dry holes in Belize. Exactly. Nobody believed there was oil in Belize. So take us through that process. Yeah. Like, why Belize? How did you get yourself to start looking there? Because you're right. There were 50 dry holes, if not more than that. Mm-hmm. Nobody was looking where you were looking. So what did you see that everyone missed? Um, well, I'll take you back a little bit further. A, a, okay. An eccentric English oil man called <laughs> Sir Ian Rankin. Okay. Phoned me. He must have been on a holiday in Belize. And phoned me. And he said, hello, isn't it all done here? <laughs> and I said, well, Ian, where are you? And he said, oh, I'm in British Honduras, but by golly, I think they've just changed their name. British Honduras. It was British Honduras. And uh, it's part of the British Commonwealth. And it's bilingual. It speaks English and Spanish. Okay. And it has a, a British contract law and a, a sort of a similar educational system. Yes. So I went... And I had done some research here in Denver at the Federal Center, mm-hmm. just great. There was one of the uh, geological reports which hadn't actually been published. It was an open file okay. that gave me a perspective on the Mexican basin, which the origination of the Mexican sort of Yucatan basin was Yucatan, Guatemala, and Belize. Okay. When you go back down to the Cretaceous yeah. and sort of build the blocks. So I thought, goodness gracious. There's got to be oil here. Then I reconstructed <laughs> the plates, and Cuba was docked right beside Belize. And Cuba had, not many people knew about it, but because I'd invited the Cubans to the International Pavilion, I knew about their oil fields. And so when you reconstructed the plates, there was oil fields to the east of Belize, to the west of Belize, to the north of Belize. Yeah. Of course it had to be there. Yeah, I mean, no, it, does, it makes it, sense. It doesn't even take a geologist <laughs> to figure that one out. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I went with a, a feeling that this was, there, were, there was oil. Okay. There had to be. Yeah. Um, and secondly, mm-hmm. I fell in love with the people. Oh, and I bet. that brought a passion, a motivation beyond compare. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a component which is critical is actually that desire which is innate in us mm-hmm. to make a difference. I agree. It just gets covered up. And we, that's part of the other reason you want to be able to free yourself of old mindsets mm-hmm. and come to, to life. Yeah. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. So you really, you defined and redefined the future of Belize because of y'all's discoveries. So... Can you please, I mean, we're in a time where people tend to be a little negative towards the oil industry. They don't really want to hear the good works of, of what we're able to accomplish, how finding oil and making it economical for a developing country can define and, re, and like just open up so many options in the future for them. Can you take us through what differences your discovery has done for the people of Belize? Because it is amazing. <laughs> Yes, I'll also broaden the perspective on the energy business. Yes, please. Because you're referring to a pendulum swing between oil, gas, and let's say wind and solar. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's it's actually not fair on the young people. Okay. Because uh, just tell you one quick example, I was at uh, Amsterdam University giving a career talk, and no one wanted to go into the oil business there. Why? UK is a bit tricky too. Okay. It's because of the bad PR yeah the bad PR America's America's better it's not quite as negative but when they heard what I was talking about is the real resource of any country mm-hmm. is the human resource unleashed 
I love it. And that's the energy business. Yes. <laughs> that is the innovation. Yes. That is the innovation behind all innovations is your mind. Correct. That's what Correct. creates the innovations. Yes. Whether it be in solar, nuclear, the new hydrogen, mm -hmm. oil, gas, all of these things, and something that we probably haven't even considered, you know, maybe back to some of these Atlantean concepts of, yeah. of crystallography That'd being be an cool. energy. That would be um, so cool. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, when you look at the history of the United States, who would have thought when, we, when there were wigwams and, and Native Americans mm -hmm. that there was going to be a train coming within 40 years? No one had any idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, st the inventions are incredible. Yes. However, I'd say the data is taking over a bit from the <coughs> from the connection. Okay, so from the personal connection from the that helps propel everything. Exactly. Okay. Big data <coughs> is definitely it, it's it's on everyone's mindset because we have so much of it. It's and but nobody really knows what to do with it just yet. Exactly. Yes, the question of big data um, is is I actually think it's controversial. Because the swing into major amounts of technology mm -hmm. can be useful if it's in the hands of the right people. Correct. And if we do not lose contact with the essence of ourselves. I agree. Now, in many cases, we have already. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, how do we get back to that? And I, I'd say, um, for instance, I can contrast my six-year-old granddaughter who mm -hmm. is full of Vim, vigor, spunk, <laughs> openness, and joie de vie. Yeah. Whereas when you even get up to, say, mid-30s, the seriousness, the closed in, having to get a job, feeling lost, confused, <laughs> everything. Under-accomplished. <laughs> uh, 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 everything. Yeah. Uh, and stress. Yes. And then health. Yes. Health downturns. Um, we need to look at those pathways. Mm -hmm. And when we're when we're realizing the old ways of, let's just say, politics, yes. uh, religion, education have not worked. They have not served our, our evolutionary trend at all. Okay. In fact, I'd say they've created a stalemate. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we need to get very, very serious about really looking at partly what I've been talking about. How do we actually work for our best Potential. Well, that's something you did because when you were able to give the power back to or even put the power in their hands, not necessarily give it back, but you put the power in these people's hands so that they benefited from this discovery. So how is that changing them? What were they what were they headed to before then? Well, the, the country was heading into a financial real difficulty. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> and um, this turned it around. Yes. And I've got to say um, uh, the magic of hitting oil on the first well. You see, statistically, you've got to drill oh. between 10 and 15 wells. Yeah. Statistically, you weren't going to find oil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and we only had enough money for maybe two wells. Oh, you didn't tell anybody that, right? I know. <laughs> well, I mean, looking back on it, but... All the oil companies had said no. They'd said, Susan, there is no oil in Belize and you need to go and get a life. Oh. I mean, I was I was run out of time, basically. Yeah. And uh, 
Uh, anyway, I went back to Ireland with, uh, there was a group of us actually who were putting together Belize Natural Energy and Mike Usher was my, my partner and uh, 76 little Irish investors came oh. with us. Grannies. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, who didn't even know where Belize was and they thought a wild cat was a jaguar. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It, well, but, yeah, kind it, sometimes. It, it, it is a jaguar <laughs> as well. But in this case, it was a, it was a high risk. Oil yeah. And uh, anyway, they, they believed us. We only raised enough money for two wells. Okay. And uh, we started to prepare and Mike suddenly died. Oh, no. And so I gathered my strength together and knew I had to go on even more yeah. clear-sighted. And we'd got the, the we'd got the building blocks, the steps from the seminar, and we were following them. So it, it wasn't in the plan that he would die. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. He was only fifty. Oh, that's young. Yeah, very young. And um, anyway, um, I named the well after him, the Mike Usher Number One. Oh, that's so cool. And uh, we were down there. Uh, it was um, it was May. 2005 and I had the family in the car and I drove into the middle of nowhere basically and this is onshore discovery and um, it was actually a, a Mennonite settlement in the jungle oh, okay and I drove to where I felt that I had a sense that the oil was there okay and I asked my daughters to get out of the car and it was it was the the light of the full moon. The mm -hmm. Brahma cattle were there, and we were <laughs> heading back, and it was like stuff out of a movie actually. And my littlest Claire, who's seven, who was seven then, she's now twenty one. Um, she came back into the car and she said, "Mummy, the moon told me there was oil here." Really? And so we went back to the the, the house, and uh, I told them, and they all went, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they said, "You were in the wrong place." We're, we're drilling two and a half miles away. And uh -huh. so, anyway, You're in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what happened then, about four days later, they phoned me and they said, the landowner won't let us drill where we were setting up. Uh-huh. And we're back to where you were. Nuh-uh, really? And so the Mike Usher number one well. Oh. <laughs> and it hit on the 24th of June, 2005 the exact day and anniversary one year later from Mike's death. Wow. Even the president of Shell. Circle. <sighs> even the president of Shell said, this is about something bigger than us. I think so. That is amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I'm how often do you get to tell that story? That is amazing. <laughs> it is it it stops everyone in their tracks because you're you know, you say, oh, well statistically or a lot of people used to say it was Irish luck. No. Uh, <laughs> not that's like being hit over the head by the big boss saying yeah. now do you realize this yeah. is a partnership chaps <laughs> I love that and so that's the word in answer to your question mm -hmm. this is about holistic development of human beings yes. and mother earth in harmony I together love I love that and that's the essence of our company we maybe have some solar, we're looking at, at wind, we're mm -hmm. generating electricity, but the essence and core of our company is about the holistic development of oneself. That is amazing. That's empowerment. Well, let's take that and talk about what it's like to be a female who has started these companies. Because I know you've got B&E, you've got X-Jets. Like, 
we've heard the idea behind B&Es. What, how did you come up with X-Jets? I've heard that you have some tinkerings and LNGs somewhere. So <laughs> can you fill us in on the full spectrum? Because you don't see as many female leaders to your capacity that you would hope to see. So talk to us about how did you get there, all of it. Like, just what inspired you along the way? Well, firstly, I think both male and female need to know it's great fun. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> I mean, to really wake up in the morning and be propelled out of bed yeah. by sheer excitement, yeah. by your energy. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So, so I'd say that across the board. And that the, the, the change in mindsets and understanding is, is necessary for male and female. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, so uh, let's take XJet first. Right here in this room, Josh Stewart... He was a bush pilot in Africa. He came here. Uh, he was my second cousin, actually. Okay. And he said, I just don't know what to do, you know. I'm I'm just not feeling. I'm in a transition. I'm feeling confused about what's the next step. I don't know whether... How old was he? He was about uh, 31. Saturn's return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and I, he said, maybe I should get a job with United Airlines. And, blah, blah, blah. and I said, look, before you jump countries and jump jobs, yeah. which, of course, is what people try and do to solve the, situ- exactly. the situation, uh, take time for yourself. I said, I've just done this seminar, Aduco, mm-hmm. and it gave me time to really understand the workings of myself, my true nature, yes. the essence of the partnership with life. And... Uh, and uh, it's nothing to do with religion, because remember, I'm from Belfast, and we had a war about that. This is about the essence, maybe the, the seed of the question that religions were trying to answer, but yes. then they popped it in a box. The so, box. Uh, exactly. Another box. Yeah. <laughs> and in Belfast, the people ended up in boxes. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Josh went along to the seminar, and XJet, it is now the number one private aviation company in the world was I've born about it. <laughs> it was born on that seminar the really? same way as B&E was really that's amazing it's it's because it gives you time space and the right structure to allow yourself to be your full potential and dare to dream big I love that so and it's quite important scientifically because when you develop a model, ours would be a business model, mm-hmm. you want to prove that it's replicable yes. in other countries and other industries. Correct. So that's a Not critical a point. Not a one-hit pony. We don't do that. You've got to make it reusable. Exactly. So talk to me about how you went about finding your team, because you have run across some incredible people in your uh, history, but you have your people that have really helped propel you forward. So how did you find your team? What advice would you have to entrepreneurs who are developing their team? Tell them to hire me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> so, a good point. Well, firstly, you seem full of light in life. And oh, well, I'd thank say you. <laughs> that is much more important than your credentials. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, you can, you know, it's, it's interesting. If someone's got that energy vibe, mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're gonna do it for themselves and the company. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Now we had made a pact, Mike and I, that we wanted the the company to be ninety nine percent Belizean. Yes, I which love is, that. That is very, very rare. Keep giving it back to the people. Well, and by the way, it it makes logistic and financial sense mm-hmm. all around. But people 
are too short term in their thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we brought in some drillers from uh, the United States and from the UK. Okay. But they, part of the requirement was teaching. Yes. They, yes. they actually had to teach uh, the, the counterparts in Belize. And so, and then we bought rigs, you know, the uh, logistics got difficult and we found ourselves having to do everything. Yeah. Whether it be uh, drilling, shooting seismic, uh, all of these things uh, that training came with it. Yes. But before the training, as a as a platform for that, mm-hmm. because many people in a country that has no oil feel, well, how can I be a, an oil person exactly. or an oil how driller? Exactly. How can I get ahead? <laughs> so, so they hold themselves back by their mindset. Oh no. So once you, so everybody goes to a duco. Okay. For it's now 10 days. And <laughs> that's that, so cool. And that opens their mindset <laughs> and they learn far, far faster and they realize that they can do it and they can innovate and they can create electricity, which brings down our, our bills. They can create cooking gas that's better than any other cooking gas mm-hmm. in Belize. Now they're daring to look at five product lines in salt, bath salts, mm-hmm. exfoliation, cosmetic lines even lipstick that's what we're experimenting right now isn't that cool (laughs) so cool (laughs) this is in the idea and planning stages Uh but before that they all went to the same seminar because you need to have your mind opened to even dare think how many lipsticks fit into a barrel of oil (laughs) i don't know the answer but you see it brings forward uh, it's a bit like a man with a wheat field he sells his wheat but mm-hmm. if he sold and made bread, he would make more money. Yes. And he would bring an industry to the local area. Correct. You know, correct. like North Dakota or somewhere like that. <laughs> and then if he made sandwiches, mm-hmm. it would be even better because yeah. he'd bring in the vegetables and the tomatoes and all that lot. Oil's the same thing. Oil is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. It's a commodity that with our combined creative force and innovation mm-hmm. can bring the products forward in a clean, beautiful way, because it's just an ancient environment. Yeah, it really is. It's nothing to be afraid of. No. It's the humans that tackle it that we <laughs> need to get it, get straightened out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the oil's fault. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Not the oil's fault. Um, you have been credited with having one of the best minds for big picture analysis. You are able to take something small like a matrix and blow it up into something huge. In huge. So... When you are processing things, when you're coming up with new ideas, what does big picture mean to you and what would you hope that future generations and especially future geos kind of take with you from that uh, perspective? Wow. (laughs) I suppose in one word I'd say uh, learn about your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Go on the seminar that I did. Yes. Um, and geology is a great, because you specifically asked about geos. Yeah. You know, for instance, when I was exploring the Northwest Carboniferous Basin of Ireland, onshore Ireland, it wasn't England or even a, an oil discovery in in uh, offshore Ireland that mm-hmm. I looked at. You join the plates. Mm-hmm. You think you're, you're a time traveler. It's so <laughs> cool. You travel back through time and then you join the pieces of the puzzle. Uh-huh. And you find out that, there, that there's, a, there's a couple of oil fields found by Shell, you know, 60 years ago in Canada that actually were the same setting. 
So <laughs> a geologists have that extra advantage, but it's probably just because I'm biased. That's fine. Be biased. Exactly. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Dare to dream big. Dare to dream. Go for it. What leadership life lessons, because, you know, we all have our pits and peaks. What leadership life lessons would you hope that you could pay forward to young entrepreneurs, maybe people who haven't quite realized that they have that entrepreneurial spirit that kind of drove you in the beginning? Mm -hmm. What would you say watch out for? And if you get that gut feeling, go for it. Uh, you've just reminded me of the word. Hmm. What we're trying to get to is that is that gut feeling, but yes. it's an, an undiluted by our fears mm -hmm. and doubts. Because for instance, if you say, well, why should some wee girl from Belfast be part of the team to discover the first oil in Belize? Uh -huh. And Mike Usher was the black sheep of his family. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he used to be told to go and get a real job. Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we came together in a combined vision and dream, and mm -hmm. then we find the steps. So in a way, Yes, dare to dream big, but find the steps to make it practical and take the action. Mm -hmm. Take the action. Take the action is a big one I think you and I have talked about yeah, a few yeah. times. And do it for others. Yes. That is a secret sauce. <laughs> that turns the energy into rocket fuel and really propels you out of bed. Because Mike and I were, we didn't even realize this, but we were doing it for a whole country. Yeah, and you now, were. The chief of police went on the same seminar. He came back. The chief of police in Belize? In Belize. And he went on the seminar. Yeah, well, because now we've opened it up to all Belizeans. That is amazing. And the revenue stream, the royalty stream, 1%, mm -hmm. is going to create loans and everything for Belizeans to go along to this same seminar and live the that. life of their dreams. Now, Good. the chief of police wanted to reduce crime. Yeah. He came back and in the first year reduced crime in the capital by 52%. That is unheard of. It, it's Can we let him go in some of our cities? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I think some of the American cities have already been in touch with him. <laughs> because so. <laughs> because it's huge. The head of the prison yeah. has already been, and his counterpart partner is going on this next one. And she is a young woman who is actually head of the radio head station the radio. in the prison and the rehabilitation. And she's going on the next one because she knows it, her gut that she can bring these men and women, mainly men, but men and women, to a place where they can actually totally find a new life. I love that. Isn't it brilliant? <laughs> so so it's so brilliant. It's not just for oil, by the way. When your mind is, yeah. is, for, is, is for your path. And then the mayor of the capital city also went, and he drew up his visionary capacity, not just for his own imprint, because he found out how to actually speak it wow. oratory and that's how he got the votes that's amazing so those are just a couple of examples but the whole country is on the move practically i love that and all because of your mike usher number one yes that's just so cool it's so full circle but you're hitting on some points that i really want to hit on which is paying it forward and you are a mentor. You are active in AAPG. You have Educo. Um, can you take us through what Educo is? Give us like all the details because I've heard wonderful things. Mm. Well, as I said, it's Latin uh, for the word to draw out, to educate, to mm -hmm. really draw out and lead from your the essence of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's our birthright, actually. Yes, I we, agree. We just 
haven't, let's say, realized educationally that we are imprinting our unconscious. Okay. Um, and we're only working on 5% yeah, of our conscious. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And that's out there and proven. It was on the front page of Scientific America last year, actually. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the, that. The brain floating like an iceberg. Yes. 5% <laughs> up there. Um, and it's totally daft to think that we are only working with 5%. I mean, what are we about? Are we going to evolve? Are we human? Or are we human beings? Exactly. What are we going to be? Mm -hmm. And for the sake of others. So for the sake of others is maybe another way is to to pay it forward. But once you discover something, which I did Mm -hmm. 16 years ago, uh, in that the critical steps in understanding our full capacity, our mind, that essence of ourself, that life force. Once you discover that, I believe you can't sit on the top of a mountain and go goody goody. No, you cannot. I've got it. You you gotta share it because that's that's the new life for everybody. I completely agree. That's the shift we all need now. Well, that's paying it forward. What are you noticing about new people in industry, new innovators, new disruptors, new geos even? How are they earning their seat at the table? What questions are, there, are they asking? Are they developing in the way you would hope them to develop to be the next leaders of tomorrow? Probably not fast enough. Oh, no. Tell um, us about it. I'd say um, uh, we need to understand this gap. Is it like the educational gap? Like we spend too much time on theoretical? Yes, and not enough experiential. Mm -hmm. We don't understand how our mind works. That was my key turning point in my history of my life. Yes, yeah. Um, It it did wonders, so. And it absolutely (laughs) did. Everyone should pay attention. (laughs) Well, not just wonders for me, but wonders for a whole entire country. Exactly. And now the country is a beacon. And we've just done a joint partnership with the UAE in the Emirates. Oh, that's so cool. And we signed at the United Nations, and we are a big, big booth and participant at Expo 2020, which starts in April next year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's countries across the world on this understanding. So it's this understanding Mm -hmm. that needs to be realized amongst everybody. It's simple. It's the gap in our education. Mm -hmm. It's an educational system that needs to be brought in ASAP, like right now. So those of us who have been pioneers or even bioneers, we need to get up there and People like you are wonderful because you give the opportunity to get it out even more publicly around the world. It's my way of paying it forward. I'm very lucky to be doing this. Well, it's it's brilliant because that's what's given me the voice here today. Oh, thank that's you. Amazing. Well, thank you. Um, okay, so for what's happening in industry, because you have such an amazing international perspective, but if we come home to the lower 48 and the the ones here, we tend to only think about oil in terms of the lower 48, which is kind of problematic. But we're seeing layoffs. We're seeing a lot of volatility. We are seeing geopolitical, even about to get more hyped up coming next year with voting. What do you see happening? What do you sort of predict? Can you give us your gift of foresight with what this pivot point for oil and gas actually means right now? Mm. Um, I would say... <laughs> that maybe this time the industry might realize not to be at the mercy of the highs and lows of the oil price. 
I don't know that we'll ever realize that. <laughs> well, I don't even know if the wheat farmer or the sugar cane, you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. got various things. But you need to have a little bit more, let's just say, rounded, big picture planning. Okay. And, and that's an industry-wide Yes, thing. I mean, yeah. people have called me and say, how come you guys are not only surviving, but winning global awards, exactly. the Getty Award, things like that. And it's because our base is our human resource. Okay. That's that's the, uh, the natural resource okay. of the country. Okay. Not the oil, not the gas. And actually, even the water is going to be a revenue stream. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, but that's because a human came and said, hey, this salty water, mm-hmm. when we evaporate it out, the crystals are exact size for the roads in Colorado and Alberta. <laughs> now, we couldn't get it up there. Yeah. But that's how we came up with the idea of bath salts and exfoliants. I love it. So, so it's allowing your mind to go yeah. crazy. You want to be a bit crazy, by the way. Uh, no, you have to be in yeah. this industry. I'm sorry, you do. <laughs> you, you, I think you should be anyway, because otherwise you're in the box that contains and limits you. <laughs> Uh, and and that's that's not how inventions, that's not how progress, that's not how evolution has ever occurred. <laughs> well, I'm from Mississippi, and when our crazy gets off the front porch, we cheer it on. So oh, good. <laughs> I can I like see it. my mother being like, uh oh, <laughs> she's letting everyone know. Okay, so our KPIs right now, what we're measured by, how many feet did we drill that day? What's our IP thirty? Things like this, they're not really translating to the economics anymore. In fact. Most would argue it just doesn't mean anything anymore because of the shale revolution, because people aren't looking at old techniques the way they should be. How do you foresee the KPIs of this industry changing in order to hit Wall Street, make it an international thing even more than it already is? You know, just the, what is that pivot? That's an interesting question, actually. We have KPIs at BNE, and actually one of our most important is extraness. Okay. Not just are we keeping the time, it's extraness. Are they going the extra mile okay. with and for their team and with and for their company and actually their community and family? Because mm-hmm. it's, 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 yeah. it's all one. It's full circle. Exactly. And that extraness is it's sometimes hard to quantify, okay. but you can certainly put it in, you know, green light, <laughs> orange light, or red light. Exactly. And when they're done exactly. at the red light, they probably shouldn't, they don't want to be around. Well, they'll weed themselves out. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And especially if the KPIs are up on the wall. <laughs> uh, the other thing, by the way, uh, as part of a Duco, we have a specialized gym in the center of the company. It's called the Aduco Gym. Okay. And it actually allows everybody to get a taste of the power of their own mind by working out. Okay. And that visualization. Just well, something I need I that in this industry. You need something to decompress so that your brain starts working. You I can't just go, 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 go on a computer screen. That's exactly right. To mm-hmm. get out and walk in nature mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, the Aduku Gym is very different because it's actually about the mind. Yes. But um, that's a sort of one of our secret sauces. And we also have it in the capital city. Okay. So that's our outreach to the community because that's how the chief of police found out about the seminar series, etc. And the, the mayor and the entrepreneurs and the little Mayan girl who's <laughs> been to Buckingham Palace, all sorts of great stories. Yeah, yeah. So our KPIs are very, very unusual. And I, I think if I was 
if I was talking to people who were laid off or mm-hmm. even students who didn't know what to do, exactly, I'd yeah. say try and actually really ask yourself what did you what do you really want to be and mm-hmm. do? Um, uh, you know, it and it may not be a banker or Correct. it may <laughs> not be whatever. Yeah. So take this as an opportunity to step back and really, really, as Socrates said, know thyself. Mm-hmm. And I have agree. a moment in time. And if you do want to go to the seminar, you know, contact us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next one that's coming up is on October the 19th for 10 days in the Bahamas. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's something that if there's any listener, I don't know when this is going out. Yeah, yeah. But they should try and get onto it. Now, okay. They fill up quickly. Okay. But especially for people in a transition zo- zone, mm-hmm. wondering what is next. They're, they're usually got this feeling inside them that they're not doing all that they could exactly and don't let that fester don't can they find it on facebook linkedin is there a um, website there's www.educoworld.com okay it's a website okay uh or uh, email me okay and i'm on linkedin yes she is on linkedin <laughs> <laughs> i stalked her it's exactly. totally fine totally normal <laughs> okay um, so is there, what advice do you have for managers? Because like you said, we tend to hit our mid thirties and we, I've noticed quite a few are, uh, nervous about knowledge. They don't treat it as opportunity. They treat it as power. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a ranking order in their company. So what advice do you have to managers who are either just ascending the role or have been doing it for quite a while? How do you elevate mm. your team? Uh, well, you know, the, uh, some people are just controlling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, that's not their true nature, by the way. You don't some, think so? No, 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 it's not. Hmm. Um, uh, if you look at children, yes, I mean, they are free. They're <laughs> open. They run. They'll shout. They'll yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, they don't usually try and, you know, control the whole group of kiddies in the sandbox. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I've never seen that. My mother and I might do that. That's <laughs> ah, your mama. It's, uh, in other words, we're born with this freedom and lightness mm-hmm. and not mindsets of control. Yes. They have happened on us. Yeah. So for managers, uh, if you can't just let go yourself for your mm-hmm. own sake, because you're going to stress yourself and stress yeah. is the biggest reason for uh, r- real medical problems. Correct. Correct. Stress is a killer. So for your own sake and for your team's sake, let go. Mm-hmm. Go out for a walk. <laughs> Be in nature. Bring them all out. Do something different. Connect. Try and actually get to know the great things of your team. Uh-huh. Why why'd you pick them? Did you pick them? What 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 can you do together? Exactly. Um and just Try and be genuine and authentic mm-hmm. and love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and no, even if you have to have a hard conversation, people would probably respect you for having that rather than getting laid off, honestly. Abs- oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give people chances. Exactly. Uh, and so if you don't speak to them directly, mm-hmm. well, then they haven't had the fair shot. I completely agree. Yep. Um, is there any tech out there that's kind of exciting you? Anything new happening in the world of geo that you think people should kind of keep their ear to the ground about? Um, actually, I've, I've already told you the one that is my favorite. Mm-hmm. The technology behind all technologies 
is the understanding of our mind. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, and I so because that encompasses everything that we haven't even thought about yet. You're correct. That's the capacity that I believe in humans, if they're if they're let loose. Yes. Um, uh, any particular one? I think integration. Hmm. Like integrated teams. Uh, integrated teams, but integrated data. Ooh. In other words. Don't leave out the gravity of magnetics because it's old fashioned. <laughs> you know, pop in the, the the black box geochemistry. Yeah. And and see and see how it all fits together. And then take the leap of faith, which is your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you're using everything, not just seismic. By the way, here's one for you. If we had shot 3D seismic, we wouldn't have drilled the discovery well. Really? Yeah, and that's Why? true because Why? the 3D seismic looked like a breached anticline. <laughs> and that was the reason why the other wells were all dry, basically. Okay, okay. We only had rudimentary, a couple of 2D lines and a lot of faith. Yeah. With that leap of faith happening for that Mike Usher number one. And <laughs> Well, we, your daughter knew. <laughs> yes. She knew. <laughs> She knew because when they're little, they're tuned in. Yeah. The Mayans, by the way, in Belize are tuned in. Oh, I believe that. They can they can uh, sense it. We, we've just lost track of some of those sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, uh, gather it all. Don't be judgmental about people or data. Mm-hmm. You know, fine, we, we, computer capacity is great to integrate. But even... Even get a, the light table and do it some old-fashioned way. Wake up in the middle of the night and go and do it. Oh yeah, we do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that that's great. Uh, don't 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 leave it out, and then, and then maybe go for a walk or sleep and let the magic mm-hmm. of your own capacity integrate it even further, and then take the leap of faith. I love that. <laughs> so you are so busy. And I know you're busy because you're manning everything. You have a lot of spinning plates. So how do you how do you organize your day from 12 a.m. to 11:59 p.m.? How do you make sure everything gets done? How do you make sure you're proactive, effective, efficient, and you're still continuing to pay it back like you do so well? I mean, there's got to be a secret sauce there. Well, a quick answer is Belize Natural Energy is a brilliant company, <laughs> and our CEO who is Marlo Neal is and he's young and he's new it's his first year oh really yeah um the uh, the f- former one retired okay and uh, uh and this fresh new energy he went of course to the seminar we find him through the gym he's a banker That's you'd think amazing. you'd think that would be the uh almost the, the worst trait <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he's brilliant. And then Albert Garcia, who is the head of our our B&E Trust. Uh-huh. And then everybody down below them, they work as a force of nature. In fact, look, here's this. Uh, people can't see it, but it's in oil, gas and shipping. Yes, Belize, the magazine. Yeah, Belize. That's you. <laughs> that's a, the best picture ever it of me. so good. But it is a force of nature. Yes. And that's what the team is about. It's it really is creativity, innovation, fun. Yeah, fun, Uh, fun. Fun is definitely out there. Every (laughs) every lunchtime, they're either playing basketball, soccer, or table tennis, and having great fun. Good, that's amazing. (laughs) 
Do you have a podcast, book, or other resource that you would recommend that's brought you value? Because it's about, it's not just about walking away from this and thinking to yourself, that was a great little talk. What's actionable? How can they make it work for them? Again, I've got to say, um, what I did was I, I really researched mm-hmm. the mind. That was the gap. And I found the best and the unique program because of the energy work that actually occurs. Because okay. we know we're electromagnetic bodies, yes. both the earth and ourselves. And there's no one out there connecting those to both bringing it up and clearing our own minds mm-hmm. on the seminar. So I'd say the number one, which is exactly what I did, was go to the Aduco seminar. Okay. Tell us again the web address. www.educo, that's E-D-U-C-O, mm-hmm. world, W-O-R-L-D, dot com. Okay, and they can also find you on LinkedIn if they have any questions about it. But yeah. that's something we just really want to plug and hit home because if it brought you so much value and it's bringing others so much value, it's the best thing to pay forward. It's absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I can't even believe that you don't even realize what a titan of industry you are. You are so amazing. I love your perspective. Someone is going to listen to this and it is literally going to change their career. So thank you so much for meeting me at 6.30 in your kitchen. I cannot wait to get this live. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) If you are at all intrigued by Susan's story, I suggest you check out the Aduku seminar she had mentioned. They are hosting in the Bahamas over October 19th and If you're recognizing that you may need help with that next step in life, why not give it a try? It's done wonders for so many. Why not you? If you're only sort of interested in learning more about Aduku, may I suggest this Thursday, October 10th at the DU Business School, room 220 at 6 p.m., there is going to be an informational evening. Highly suggest you check it out to see if it really is the right next step for you. Otherwise, you can reach me via Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or the website at www.thecrudeaudacity.com. I look forward to getting everyone's comments and questions. All right, guys, before you go, if today's episode brought you any sort of value, please rate, review, and subscribe. The more five stars we get, the more often we're able to deliver quality content from industry influencers. And as always... If you have a topic or influencer you would like us to feature, you can get in touch with us via Facebook, Instagram, or at our website, www.thecrudeaudacity.com. We'd greatly appreciate your engagement, and until next week, give them hell.